0: my message is in my heart, when I can get grounded in that message, then I have the right words. Mm -hmm. I know I have the right words and then my voice will go to work. And so I have movement in my voice now, rather than I got to get these words right. I wonder what you're doing. I don't like video. I hate being here. I'm going to, or whatever the manifestation is. Sometimes it's, I got to hurry up and get on the other side of this because I hate it. I hate video so much. And I know people are looking at me. is what a lot of times people are doing. This is
1: Digital Marketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing. From the platforms you've focused on to the cutting edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Tracy Goodwin, the founder of Captivate the Room. She's worked with thousands of people, including Supreme Court justices, eight-figure entrepreneurs, Fortune 100 companies, about maximizing their voice, which is actually something that, as marketers, we all need because we're supposed to be making short-form content constantly these days. So, welcome, Tracy.
0: Thanks. I'm so glad to be here with you today, Mark.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on. I I think we originally connected because you posted about uh, voice, like essentially voice coaching, how to use your voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much deeper than you get into when you just do basic research on voice coaching. So why don't we start by just having you explain what's the difference between what you do and what, say, your standard voice coaching routine teaches?
0: Sure. So typical voice coaching would be, I might say, you need to slow down or you need to speak louder or you need to pause. And after 30 years of doing this work, I'm much more interested in the psychology of why you're speaking fast. Because I can tell you all day long to be louder, but why aren't you being louder? Well, we all have voice stories. We all have a core driver. Our subconscious is taking in everything that everything we hear. So before we're five years old, one phrase like, why are you so dramatic, Tracy? My subconscious says, oh, don't worry, I've got this and literally start shifting how I use my voice. So I don't show up as the real dramatic Tracy, because I am kind of dramatic. <laughs> I start playing smaller and safer and because my subconscious is trying to protect my heart. So what I do is sure, I can hear the manifestation, but we have to start with, what is going on in your head, because it's coming out of your voice, and then how are you being processed in the listener in, in your listener's subconscious? So that's the difference. I'm more interested in the backstory than the front story. I can give you technique, but I really want to uncover all the technique the world gave you that
1: isn't working for you. That makes so much sense, you know, because really what you're addressing is the source of the problem versus uh, putting a Band-Aid on the result of whatever happened. So, you know, and I I think I could just your story about being a a child of being told like you're too dramatic. And for me, I I was surrounded by siblings who were super loud. And so I was like, well, they always get in trouble. So I'm just going to be quiet because then I won't be in trouble. And so that's it. That's what that's it.
0: That's, that's, what, that's a psychology of the voice story right there. And until we un- quickly unravel those stories, it's not a deep dive, but until we put a reality on those stories, I can give you every voice technique that exists and it's not going to stick because that noise is running. You better be quiet. You better be louder. You better not bother anybody. And this really shows up in selling and introducing yourself. Those are the two hardest things, the two worst
1: places. Oh, that, that, that completely makes sense. Yeah, well, it's the most vulnerable you could be, right? Like, I need you to buy this thing for me, and uh, it's, it's not too mm-hmm. expensive. And then you start adjusting how you say things because you, well, you're trying to feed people what they want, right? Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. We're constantly in compensation mode around our voice. Let me be what you want me to be. Mm. We're taught at a young age to read the room. This is one of the reasons people struggle on video. We're taught to read the room. Now, okay, so if I think you're liking me right now, I can show up and be good. But then I get on video and you're not there. And I don't know what to do because I have trained myself to have feedback that gives me a permission slip that I'm okay. And that's gone. And so now all of a sudden I'm left with my own devices and I get up in my head
1: and all the worst voice habits come out. That makes so much sense. So how do people, you know, since you don't have that feedback of an audience, and you hear I like I've I've spoken to Ryan Dice about that in terms of the feedback of the audience changes how you present. Um, how do you do you make it up in your head? Like how do you how do you find your real voice? Maybe that's what I'm trying to ask.
0: Well, I'm a little bit of a a rebel. I tend to go against the grain of what people, what the norm is. I think of reading the room. I don't ever want my people to read the room. Mm. And the reason is, is I want you to find the best version of you. I don't want your audience because I can look at you right now and I can go, oh, I know what Mark's thinking. I have no idea what you're thinking. (laughs) So what we have to do is we have to stop thinking about, let me reach outside of me and see how I'm doing and bring those tentacles back in and, and work from, this is what I need you to know. This is how I'm going to change your life. So I bring the tentacles back in, but now I make it about you. I make it about how am I going to make an impact for you today, Mark, and your listeners today. And then I'm not even thinking about me. I'm not trying to get it right. I'm trying to serve my purpose because I'm focused on you and how I can do that.
1: Uh, That makes so much sense. So instead of focusing on perception, you're focusing on the results you know, the the purpose beyond what you're trying to do in the first place.
0: Absolutely. And I'm not working from what's in my head. This is a key, key, key thing for, especially on video. When I go up into my head, whether I'm thinking about the words or thinking about what you're thinking about or whatever I'm doing, my voice won't work. Mm. The voice is the orchestra of the heart. My heart is in my body. So I have to really get in and connect to what is the message. My message is in my heart. When I can get grounded in that message, then I have the right words. Mm -hmm. I know I have the right words and then my voice will go to work. And so I have movement in my voice now rather than I got to get these words right. I wonder what you're doing. I don't like video. I hate being here. I'm going to, or whatever the manifestation is. Sometimes it's, I got to hurry up and get on the other side of this because I hate it. I hate video so much. And I know people are looking at me. (laughs) is what a lot of times people are doing.
1: Wow, that makes sense. Well, I think for, you know, when you're presenting something that you like or that you're passionate about, then the words flow. You're like, oh, I could talk about this all day. But I think for marketers or say spokespeople where you're saying you're presenting for a client, you're saying, okay, we'll produce this video for you. I'm going to be the one to present it. Um, Is there a way to get connected to somebody else's message, I guess?
0: That's a really great question. And I think it is a little bit circumstantial. Mm-hmm. If it's a 27-page script, it's going to be a little bit harder. But I am always a fan of what is the least restrictive way we can approach this. A lot of, well, we, we, we can do teleprompter, we can do a full script, but really what we can train ourselves to do is find key words or short key phrases that as soon as we see that, we know what we need to talk about. Oh. I can, when I do my show or when I'm recording videos, I'll just have a little sticky note with three to five words, but they are the key words mm. that when I see that word, oh, I could talk about that for three days. And we, and we just start working to least, the least amount of words, because we don't trust that we're going to have the words mm-hmm. is part of the problem. So if I have a full script in front of me, whether I know it or not, you better believe I'm I'm going to read it. That's what my subconscious is going to tell me to do. But reading is very similar to, let me get these words right. Anything we do up in our head, our voice is going to fall flatter. Now, when it does, I don't know who you are, which is important, but the brain is also seeking movement. So if you're listeners aren't listening to you. If they're not watching your videos, if you're not keeping them, then there's probably no movement in your voice. Mm. And so their brain is going, well, I got to check out. I got to see what's on
1: Facebook or whatever it is. That's interesting. So in terms of, say, the practice component of that, so we have the little sticky note. Is there a way to practice where I mean, practice makes perfect because if I practice the video 50 times, I watch the video, I review where I say, uh, or whatever, uh, and then I eliminate those pieces. Like I'll sound better, but is there a trick to practicing before you get on camera? Well, you know, I
0: told you a minute ago, I'm not, I'm a little bit of a rebel (laughs) and I, and I think that it, what you can practice and I can tell you a little bit about that, but I think it's the overall mastery. And mm. the overall mastery is in the reduction, in the words, I'm, I'm moving down in reduction of words. But again, it goes back to the mental game. It goes back to the internal game. I'm not going to run noise in my head that says, I, I don't know if I know this. I've got to work harder at this. I've got to make sure I do this. I don't know, because that's setting us up to self-sabotage. Mm. So we have to start working mentally from a different place. Act as if the outcome's yours. Trust that you know. What are my key points? And and sometimes when we practice, we put this real high pressure. I gotta, I gotta practice this thing. I gotta get these words right. I gotta do this thing. If we work at it from a place of, well, I'm just gonna mark this. And marking in the acting space is I'm just gonna riff it off. Mm. And when we riff it off, then we don't put this death grip on. I've got to remember exactly how I did it before when it was really good. It's also really important to think about everything is just a conversation. Mm. And in your mind's eye, when you get in front of that video, you are talking to somebody you know, like, and trust. I may be looking at you right now, but I've trained myself to always be talking to Bill and Judy at the kitchen table. And people will literally email me and say, I feel like you're at my kitchen table talking to me. Because I am in my mind's eye. And so it creates this very conversational, it brings out the best version of you. So part of it is a mental game and trusting that I'm going to have the words. All I need is a net. I've got my net. And then you go into that conversational mode. Mm -hmm. And, And we have to stay out of the assessment in the moment too. We have to stay out of the future. We have to stay out of the, oh, I messed that up. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Well, let me take that back because there's this really cool thing that happens when we don't do it perfectly. Now, I'm not saying go out there and mess it all up, but if I'm not perfect as my client, I've given you permission to not be perfect. And if people are seeking connection and authenticity on a level we've never seen before, perfect is not really necessarily the best version of you right?
1: No, I you know that makes so much sense. Well, I love the the concept of the mind's eye and, you know, a, a digital market, we call it the customer avatar. And mm. we always say like, hey, your customer avatar, uh, you know, is a person and you need to name this person and you need to visualize this person when you're writing copy, coming up with creatives, you know, building the product, like you have to picture them because if you aren't, then you're, who are you creating it for? Well, you create it for yourself. That's what you do. So I think that's that's actually in line with what we try to teach. I think that the visualization is the hard part, especially when you're facing a camera and you're like, okay, it's go time. I got a picture, you know, we call him Agency Eric and Agency Eric is going to want this mm-hmm. info. So how would he want it delivered? But then then it goes back into that self-assessment mode. So right. how do you not yeah. do the assessment <laughs> Like, well, if I do a good right. job.
0: Yeah, and you know, okay, so here's a couple of things that that would be valuable. Maybe we could have a picture of Eric right below the camera oh, or right behind the camera. In fact, I've I've told many of my clients that if they're doing something on Zoom, maybe they're doing a sales call on Zoom, actually have their LinkedIn profile picked up, uh, pulled up. Mm. If you know, something like that, some kind of visual of Eric. But then one of the things that you can do is before you even say a word, imagine that Eric just asked you a question. Hear Eric say, hey, Mark, what would you do about so-and-so? And then you immediately go into that response mode. You know, the thing I have to tell you about today is blank. And so you're in a response mode rather than a, I'm waiting for the starting starting firing shot to run, which is it's very clunky. The front end of video is very clunky. A lot of people will get in the zone, but it's that very first part that I think is the hardest for everybody.
1: Oh, that, that makes Well, i just get into the flow, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being an athlete. It's like, yeah, you got to warm up, get your head in the game, you know, then you, you hope you get in the zone where things just happen because you've trained so hard. You know, I think that's, mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about there, where it's that that starting gun is, yeah, it's nerve wracking. It's just mm-hmm. stressful. But having, yeah, just thinking of the person and putting that image there, sounds so obvious, but no, nobody does that. No. <laughs> oh,
0: do. I'm going to start doing that now. <laughs> no. Well, and the and the opening is really the most important part. Mm. And so I always want my people to come, what I call come out of the gate strong. And so you can even think about would you start with a question? What's the first thing you want me to hear? Mm. But you must be vocally bought in and committed from word one. Whatever it is, whatever you choose, commit to it vocally, and then I'm going to buy in as well. So get. You know, I always have, tell my people, and I don't know if this is something you tell your people, but how how can we be creative on that front end? Can you make a startling statement, or tell a story, or ask a question? But if we have that picture and we really can start to embody physically, I'm talking to somebody that adores me, mm. then I'm going to stand a much greater chance of not self-assessing because when there's nobody there, it's real easy to, to get in our head and go, yeah, that, that sounded dumb. Well, that just wrecked the interview. What are you doing?
1: Oh, you I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love the camera. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, it, and that's what I call don't decide what people are thinking. Mm. And, and the subconscious that's trying to keep us safe wants you to think about what we're thinking about, and you're always going to decide we're thinking something bad.
1: Oh yeah. So we really have small, to stay huh? in
0: that now. I'm not going to get in the future and think about what you're thinking about. I'm going to be in this conversation. Start to have conversations with the video camera.
1: Mm. Oh, that, that's, that's genius. And it's simple, implementable. Yeah, it's all practical, all the things that I like. Now, I will say one thing. When it comes to the pitch, where we always talk about content creation, you want your hook, you want your summary, you want the interesting content, and then you always want to finish with a call to action, because that's the (laughs) purpose of making content in the first place. For me, and you'll actually see this in the TikToks that I mentioned, there's a video where I say, hey, go download this item. It's the only video I did that, and I I think I sound terrible. And it's because when I got to that final, like, I want you to go do something, Uh, (laughs) it was... It was hard for me to do it because I felt bad about like pitching. So, do Mm -hmm. do you have any techniques for when it comes time to say, "The car is twenty five thousand and not a cent cheaper." You know, how do do you do that ask with while saying sounding genuine, uh, sounding authentic, and not sounding needy, which is I think is the the main thing that you communicate poorly when you do the call to action. Sure.
0: Well, first, I want to say I bet it's not terrible. I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's terrible voices. I think there's voices and voices that aren't are being maximized. Oh no,
1: okay. So I don't That's, imagine
0: it's like terrible. That. I don't imagine that. But there's a couple of things we can do. First, this ties right back into don't decide what I'm thinking. Mm. Don't feel bad. Don't, you know, that that could be a foreshadowing, what I call foreshadowing which comes out in the voice that I'm bothering you. Mm. Or maybe you don't want what I have, or maybe I, you know, there's all kinds of noise in our head around that. But if we can start to work from a place of feeling, how do you feel about the item you're pitching? Do you love your program? Okay. Yeah, it's $42,000. I can't wait to work with you. If I'm working from a feeling of excitement or I can't wait to change your life. So I can work from what I feel about what I'm selling you or what I want you to feel about what I'm selling you. I want you to be excited about this that I'm talking about. So I can work from feeling instead of, uh uh-oh, here comes the ask. And Mm -hmm. I think too, we have to think about no, no, no transition into a call to action. I'm talking, I'm telling you my story. And now I want to tell you about my program. And now it's 42,000. It's not 42,000. I keep saying that. But (laughs) don't think about it like a separate bucket. And that's what we do. We're talking, we're good. Oh, and then we see out of our periphery, I'm getting ready to have to get in that bucket. I don't like that bucket. And it gets really clunky. Don't put it in a separate bucket. It's part of the conversation. And then we can also plug in another subconscious plug in, which is, act as if the outcome's yours. We tend to go into it. Oh, they're not going to buy. I don't think they're going to want this. Nobody's going to sign up. We subconsciously do that to protect ourselves from disappointment, but I go into everything. I just assume you're going to like me and buy from me because it shifts how you hear
1: me. That makes a ton of sense. Well, and and just that little tip of just like, don't transition. Don't be like, and here comes the offer mm-hmm. and you just yeah. incorporate into the content. Then it's more natural. It doesn't sound pitchy. Sounds a lot more genuine and we'll get a lot better results because the problem is that what you're communicating to the person is it's not worth this much. I'm charging too much for this. Oh Which yeah. That yeah, but- the whole situation.
0: Well, there's so much noise we have around even a free offer. I've seen people struggle to ask for a testimonial. They changed people's lives. Oh, I don't want to ask you for a testimonial. That that would, that would, that'd be obnoxious. Yeah. 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 And so we've got to, we've got to look at the meaning. What do we make it mean? What does it mean if you buy from me? What does it mean if you don't buy from me? We don't want to make anything mean anything. I want to change your life. This is my offer. I want to tell you about it. Great if you're in, great if you're not. And what that does is that in your voice, that creates space for the, or the buyer to go, oh, unlike, i I call it the voice experience. Buyers are seeking sounds. Now, this was a, this was a piece of my research that when I go to buy from you, I'm seeking the sounds of how you're going to be. And I want to hear those sounds. And if I hear those sounds, I'm in. If I don't, I'm going to go somewhere else and seek those sounds. So we really want to line up our experience of who we are with what's coming out in our voice.
1: No, that makes sense. Well, it's all that the nonverbal, it is verbal, but it's the, the non-direct uh, communication that we're having just by saying the words a certain way. So, right. well, I, I think all those tips are huge. Um, there's plenty of listeners that we have that have never made any video. So in terms of, yeah, it sounds crazy, but there's still people out there that aren't on the networks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What would you advise for somebody who has never shot a video, is terrified of being on video, and uh, maybe doesn't even do any kind of public speaking? Like, how could they get comfortable or at least get genuine with their approach to making videos? So
0: first, I have to say, time's up. You have to get on video now. You have to because people are seeking connection and authenticity, and they hear that in your voice so critical, and, and especially in 2023. Then the next thing I will say is stop the noise about, whoa, oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be hard. I don't want to do this. This is hard, but get out of that noise. What is something that we can think about instead of, well, I'm going to go back to stop thinking about yourself. How can you showing up change your audience's life? okay, I'm going to get on camera and I don't need it to be perfect. I just need it to be me. And I'm going to focus on, I really need Mark to know, that's what I call message. I really need Mark to know about this situation in video or situation, whatever, because I want to help him. So if I'm making it about you, I cannot be assessing me. And there is no way out but through. Your if, if you're stalling, until you're going to be stalling forever. Mm. Mm. And so go back to that picture thing, kick on the camera, put put a picture of your person there and start a conversation, make it about them, make it about the listener. And that's going to help you ease through. I hate video. I don't sound good. (laughs) I don't look good. But really a combination of all of these things. But I highly encourage everybody to get on video. It's, it's not as bad as you are making it out to be your subconscious is making it out to be this nightmare because your subconscious doesn't want you playing bigger. Your subconscious mm-hmm. wants you to play small. So you will be safe.
1: Right. Wow. That's well, I mean, that's, Mind blowers, I think, because it, it sound, when you say it, it sounds so simple and obvious, but I think people just insert their whatever uh, inadequacies and concerns and fears into the process, and then it makes it impossible to execute. So those are huge tips. Uh, love them. Uh, if people want some professional advice uh, specifically from you, where can people get uh, more information?
0: So I'm on to captivate the room. My website is captivatetheroom.com. All the socials, captivate the room. My podcast is captivate the room. LinkedIn, I'm Tracy Goodwin.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. I think these are some really valuable quick tips. We'll definitely have to have you back on to talk about like very specific elements because the the psychology of, of speech and public speaking and presenting is a, a big part of my life personally because I do it constantly. Uh, and I'm super insecure about it, but nobody knows because I practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for having me. It's been a great conversation. Oh,
1: no, no problem. That was uh, my pleasure. And thank you for responding to my my LinkedIn inquiry, because that was, I love finding people, you know, and, and I only found you because you made a video like that is, mm-hmm. there's no other way this would have happened. So right. just if everybody needs some, some validation of video, like that's why you're on the podcast. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. and don't forget to visit Digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is
0: Digital Market.
2: Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.